Welcome back to another episode of our Yasha Ministries Let's Wrap podcast. As we all are clearly aware, we are in the midst of a pandemic. We are all faced with an invisible enemy by the name of the coronavirus or COVID-19. Worldwide, as of to date, this virus has killed over 8,999 people. At this moment, infected throughout the world, there is 221,877 cases of people that have been affected by this coronavirus. I woke up around 1.30 a.m. restless, trying to go back to sleep. For about a half an hour, I tossed and I turned, and then I clearly heard the voice of the Lord calling me into a place of a prayer position. Around 2 p.m., I went downstairs and got into position. I started out by praying for this world, our country, our leaders, presidents, governors, senators, mayors, pastors, all of those people who are in high places around the world that are in charge of making decisions regarding us. I prayed that they might turn their hearts towards God, that he might give them the wisdom that they need to make right decisions concerning this situation that we're going through. I also prayed that God would grant us his grace and his mercy. I prayed earnestly that God would show mercy to us as his people. But most importantly, I prayed that God will steal the hand of the enemy. As I continued to pray, I began to pray for everyone who the Lord brought to my spirit. I began to pray for those who have underlying medical conditions, those who might be affected most by this virus. I began to pray for our children who have clearly turned their backs on God. In the midst of praying, I got silent. I began to listen to what God had to say. And this is what the Lord began to speak to me. The Lord began to let me know very clearly, he is in control. This is his work. He spoke to my heart and said, Shanina, for too long, the world has turned their backs on me. These are end time signs that he is allowing to take place. There's a gathering that's happening at this very moment. He began to say from the east, from the west, from the south and the north. He spoke to me and said, fear not. And immediately he began to show me a vision in the spirit. He had a host of angels positioned on every side, north, south, east, and west, waiting for the word of the Lord before they intervene against the hand of the enemy. God spoke to me saying, spirit of pestilence and disease has been a loose for this season around the world to bring us to a place of repentance so that we might know he is the true and living God. He began to speak to me and say, you and all of my people have committed sin of idolatry against me. We worship money, fame, other gods, people, and things. But God said, I will have no other God before me, for I am a jealous God. There will be a great harvest waiting at the end of all this devastation. But God's people must be ready. We must be in the secret place and seek God like never before. We have to come to a place of travailing like we never did before in the presence of the Lord. God spoke to me and said, it's time to call on the morning saints. Jeremiah 9 and 17 tell us, thus says the Lord of hosts, consider 
and call for the mourning women that they may come and send for skillful wailing women that they may come. It's time for us to cry out and wail like never before in the presence of our God. At this time, we are to get into position for what is coming next. Life as we know it will change. But after all the devastation, there is going to be a great harvest. The Bible tells us that the harvest is plenty, but the labors are few. Unfortunately, the labors will be few. There is no secret that a lot of lives will be lost. The deaf angel has been released. But the Bible tells us that we have nothing to fear. So my advice to you today, if you do not have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, is that you get in his secret place and get to know him. My encouragement for those who do know the Lord and who have been in his secret place, you better continue to dwell in the secret place of the Most High. And this is the word of the Lord, and it shall be so. I am Elder Shanina Walker, and today on Let's Wrap, we're going to be covering our two-part series entitled Dwelling in the Secret Place. Our scripture today is going to be coming from Psalms, the 91st chapter, beginning at the first verse. Let's read. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shall thy trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shall thy behold to see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt thread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the dragon shall thou trample on the foot, because he has set his love upon me. Therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Let's wrap. As many of us are fully aware, we have been seeing this passage of scripture circling around our social media pages for the last few weeks. Many people have been told again and again to read Psalms 91 every day, but I'm almost certain many of you don't know why. Psalms 91 this is a scripture of the living word of God that can bring comfort and encouragement and peace in times like these. So today on Let's Wrap, what we're going to do is we're going to break down this scripture word by word that we might get a better understanding of what we're reading. Not only that we might get a better understanding of what you're reading, but most importantly, that we'll know what God has promised to do for us if we remain in him. If we put our faith in him as our protector and our provider, we know without a doubt 
that he will see us through this situation. As we look at the first verse, it begins to tell us very clearly, he that dwells. So let's deal with that. We have to know what it means to dwell. Dwell means to remain for a period of time. Dwell means to live as a residence. In other words, to rest in him. What is God saying? He's saying he wants us to remain in him. He's saying he wants us to take up residence and allow him to take up residence in us that we might rest in him, that he might rest in us. He doesn't want us jumping in and jumping out. Too many of us as believers, as children of God, or like a ship in the ocean, tossed and turned by every wave, continuing to jump in and jump out. We have not yet found a place of rest in the Lord. He wants us to get to a place where we're dwelling in him, where we're remaining in him, where we've taken up residence, where we're living, living the word, walking by the word, talking by the word. He that dwells in the word, he that dwells in him, he that rests in the word, he that dwells in the secret place of the most high, the secret place. We have to find that secret place in God. He said, he that dwells in the secret place. Now, when we begin to talk about a secret place, first, let's look at the word secret. Now we know that secret is not known or seen, not meant to be known or seen by others. A secret is something that we keep to ourselves. We think about a secret, you go tell somebody something, you tell them not to tell anybody, you're hoping and you're praying that they're going to keep your secret. So a secret is something that's not known by anybody. I always say if you want to keep a secret, you better not tell anybody but God because he's the only one you know that won't tell nobody. But a secret is a place that's not known or seen or meant to be known or seen by others. Now, when we think about a secret, uh, there are several places throughout the Bible that talks about a secret place in the Old Testament and the New Testament. What it is implying is implying our soul, where our soul is in a relationship with God. So when we think about a secret place, we're thinking about our soul realm and we're thinking about our relationship that we have personally with God. It's not anything that's going to be seen by others because the Bible tells us that man looks at the outer appearance, but God sees our heart and he looks on our heart. So our secret place is in our heart. Our secret place is in the place in God where we can go to God to share our heart with God. The secret place is where we meet God one-on-one. Where we should find ourselves often with God is in the secret place. The Bible says he that dwells in the secret place, he that dwells in a place one-on-one with God, he that steals away late in the midnight hour with God, he that gets up before the crack of dawn with God, he that has a time set aside to get away in a secret place with God. So it's saying he that dwells in the secret place of the most high. Now, as we begin to look at the Hebrew Bible for the word, Uh, most high, it gives us the word Shaddai, which means the Lord, God, creator of heaven and earth. Now we know that God is the one who holds all this together. He sustains everything. When I was in prayer, God was letting me know he is in control, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like. I think a lot of times we get it twisted and we begin to think we are the one that's in control. But God says, I am in control of this thing. I'm the one who controls heaven and earth. He he reminds me in the Bible where it says that man began to worship the creature more than the creator. God is a jealous God. He's not going to allow us to begin to worship anything more than him. 
We know that the Bible tells us in the book of Acts that for in him we live, move, and have our being. We know that we can't breathe. We can't move. We can't do anything without God. I know sometimes we get it mixed up and we just think that we woke ourselves up this morning. We think when we open up our eyes and took that breath of fresh air that it was all because of us. But I stop by to tell you today that it is because of the Lord. If the Lord decided to take his breath from us, we wouldn't even be able to breathe. That is what this virus has come to do. It's come to to steal the very breath of man. It's attacking the respiratory system where man can't breathe without a ventilator. So we better know that it is in God that we live. It is in God that we have our being and in God that we move. Psalms 91 is telling us that he that dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. Now when we look at the word abide, we got to know what it means to abide. Abide means to accept or act in accordance with a rule, a decision, or a recommendation. We got to get in God and learn how to abide in him, learn how to accept and act according to what his word has said unto us, act according unto what he, uh, decisions and what recommendations his word has made for us to live by. The Bible says, he that dwell in the secret place of the most high shall abide. In other words, we won't have any problem abiding once we learn how to dwell. We got to first learn how to dwell. We got to get in first. Once we get in the secret place, then we got to dwell there. We got to stay there. We got to remain before him. And once we learn to remain before him, the Bible says we shall abide. He that dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide. It's a guarantee. You're going to abide if you get in his secret place and begin to dwell in this secret place. What else does the word tell us? It tells us that we shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. When we go to thinking about being under something, we know we're protected. As I did the series under his umbrella, standing under his umbrella, we're protected from the rain. Likewise, when we're under his shadow, we know that we serve a big God. He's bigger than anything that we can deal with in our life. He's bigger than any problem we can face. And that includes his shadow. We know that a shadow is even bigger than the person itself. When you think about your own shadow, you'll see your little body, but then that shadow is cast and the shadow goes way out. So the Bible says, he that dwells in the secret place shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. Who is the almighty? Again, the almighty is El Shaddai. He is God. We know that when he appeared to Abraham, he identified himself as El Shaddai, the Lord Almighty. In the book of Job, he identified himself as Yahweh. And I said before, God had many names that he identified himself by. So no matter what name you decide to call him by, whether it be Jehovah, whether it be El Shaddai, whether it be Yahweh or the great I am, as long as you abide under his shadow, the enemy can't touch you. The enemy, when he looks down, all he's going to see is the shadow of the Lord covering you. Because why? Because you're under the shadow of the Almighty. As we begin to look at verse 2, it begins to say, I will say of the Lord. When we look at the Hebrew dictionary, it defines it as declare, to call, to say of the Lord, he is my refuge. But don't just say the Lord is our refuge. Hebrew dictionary goes even further. It also refers to what is being communicated by a person's actions along with their words. So it's saying, don't just say that uh, he is your Lord. Don't just say of the Lord. 
Uh, don't just declare of the Lord. You know, we have a lot of people these days who say they know the Lord, who say they walk according to the will of the Lord, but their actions don't line up with their words. So this is what the Hebrew Greek Bible is saying. It was saying, I will say of the Lord, I will declare that he is my refuge. We got to do more than just say that he is our refuge. We got to have action that line up to, to let us know that we know that he is our refuge in the time of trouble. Now, as we look at the word refuge, refuge is a condition of being safe or shelter from pursuit or danger of trouble. So the writer is saying that the Lord is our refuge. He is my safety place. He is my shelter. I know that when, when the enemy is pursuing me, when I'm in danger, when I'm in trouble, I have a refuge that I can run into. I love the scripture for the Lord is my refuge. He is my strong tower that the righteous can run in and be safe. That's one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible because I know that God is my refuge. The writer went on to say, he is my fortress. When we look at what a fortress is, a fortress is can be defined as a military stronghold especially a strong fortified town. In other words, a person or a thing is not susceptible to outside influences or disturbances. So when we know and we hold fast to the fact that the Lord is our refuge, in other words, the Lord is my stronghold. The Lord is my fortified city. I'm not susceptible uh, to outside influences. I'm not susceptible to the disturbance of what's going on. When the world is running from place to place or about to lose their mind, I'm not susceptible to that. God has me in a place of safety. God has me in a place where he's sheltering me from the pursuit or the danger or the trouble that's going on around me. The Bible says that the writer, the writer went on to say that he, he said, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress, my God, in him will I trust. When we look at the word, my God, my God is referring to supreme God, God over angels, God over kings and queens, God over judges, God over the president of the United States, God over the president of all these countries, God over bishops, God over apostles, God over priests. He's God over people. He's the God over heaven and earth. He is supreme God. There is no other but him. He is God almighty. The great I am. He said, in him will I trust. In him will I be bold. In trust mean to be confident. In him will I have confidence. In him will I be secure. In him do I have hope. In him do I know that I know that I can rely on him without fear. I don't have to fear what's going on around me. Why? Because I trust in my God. It is in my God that I will put my trust. The Bible tells us to trust in God and not in man. Don't put your trust in the hand of man. David said, I'd rather fall in the hands of God than to fall in the hands of man. Why did David say that? Because he knew there was no telling what man would do, but he knew that he served a God who loved him. He served a God that if he called on his great name, that God would answer him. Not only will he answer him, but he will show him great and mighty things that he know not. He, the word tells us, he said that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but he has given us a spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. One thing we have to do in these last and evil days and in this time when we have trouble and disaster and death all around us, Cool. Shut out our both sides. We have to make sure we keep a sound mind. We have to make sure that we don't let what's going on around us affect our thinking, affect our soul realm, uh, affect our in intellect or our will and our emotions to the point where we feel like we're losing it or to the point where we 
decide that we no longer want to trust God, we have to have that assurance. The Bible said we have a blessed assurance in Christ Jesus. We have to lean and trust in that assurance in God. He says, surely you will deliver me. Surely he shall deliver me. Surely means he shall defend me. Not only will he defend me, but it says he will, will defend me without fail. He will preserve me. He will rescue me. He will save me from the snare. He, he said, surely he will deliver me from the snare of the fowler. In other words, he will deliver me from the trap, from the net of the enemy, the fowler, meaning the enemy. We know that the fowler, the, the snare refers to a trapper. When he will hunt for birds, they, they set out a snare for the birds. But this particular scripture is saying he will deliver us from the snare of the enemy. He will, ha, shut out bosa. He will deliver us from the snare of the coronavirus. This is a trap that the enemy has set up to destroy many lives. This is a trap that the enemy has put in place to steal, kill, and destroy. But the Bible tells us that he shall deliver us from the snare of the enemy. He will deliver us from the nauseam pestilence. In other words, from calamity of the evil one. A nauseums is a calamity. It is evil. It is destruction. That can also mean wickedness of evildoers. He said, he shall deliver us from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. When we begin to think about the word pestilence, the Bible described pestilence as a plague, a dreadful disease. The dictionary began to call a, a pestilence. It began to define it as a fatal epidemic, a disease, especially like the bubonic plague. Hallelujah. When I begin to look at 1 Samuel 5 and 6, it described the plague on the Philistines at a, as a punishment from God. The prophet used the word to describe it as an upcoming judgment of destruction. I stop by to tell you today that although there's a plague going on, although we're in the midst of a pandemic, it done passed the epidemic. They say it's a pandemic. But I want you to know today that if you dwell in the secret place of the Most High, you shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. There shall no evil come nigh your dwelling. But you got to hold on to God. You can't jump in and out of the secret place. The Bible says you got to dwell in it. You got to live in the secret place. I'm talking about dwelling in the secret place. My, my, my. That's all I have time for today. So we're going to have to come back for part two of dwelling in the secret place. Truly, if there ever was a time that we need to dwell in the secret place of the Most High, now is the time. I urge you, I encourage you, I beg you today by the mercies of the living God that you get in his secret place and dwell there. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this teaching, God, that you have given me. God, I just love you and I bless you and I praise you, God. God, I realize that I am not exempt. The word comes to the prophet. The word comes to the minister. The word comes to the pastor, to the evangelist, to the preacher and the teacher before it goes out to your people. God, we are going to be held accountable for the things we say and do not say. So God, I pray today, God, that everything that I've said will be acceptable in your sight. Oh Lord, you are my strength. You are my redeemer. God, I pray for each and every one on the sound of my voice that one that's in fear right now. I come against the spirit of fear. God, I call forth the holy boldness, God, that they would get in you and stay in you, God, that they might know that you are the author and the finisher of their faith. God, that these days have been ordained before the foundation of this world. God, I shut up, God, that you are in control of all things. 
God, we know that you are mighty, God. You sit high and you look low. God, you're trying to bring us to a place of repentance. For you said in your word that if we would just, your people who are called by your name, would just humble ourselves, seek your face, pray, oh God, turn from our ways, you would heal this land. God, the whole world is in need of healing today. God, we ask that you would stretch forth your healing hand. God, bring us to the place you would have us to go to, God. Lord, we just thank you, God. We know we're living in the last days. We know there's evil all around us. Oh, God, help us to be worthy enough to escape the things that's going to come upon this earth. God, set our face like a flint. God, give us a holy boldness. God, root us in your word, oh, Father, that when the harvest come forth, God, we'll be ready, oh, God. We'll be ready for whatever you sent our way. Lord, we just love you. We bless you. We praise you. Satan, you a liar. We bind you. We come against you with the blood of Jesus. We take authority over everything that's not like God. Everything that's not been ordained from the foundation of this world, we come against with the blood of Jesus. And God, we just thank you. We lift you up. We give you praise. We give you glory. We exalt your name. God, we're going to praise you no matter what, Father. God, we're going to bless your name at all times. Your praises shall continue be in our mouth in the good times and the bad though you slay us oh god yet shall we trust you god we're gonna trust you no matter what lord we love you we bless you it is in your son jesus name we pray amen as always i want to take the time to thank each and every one who thought it not robbery to take time out of your busy lives to listen to this podcast in a time when you need encouragement i want to thank each and every one of you for continuing to listen, like, comment, and share. Please share, share, share this podcast. We are in a time of devastation and destruction all around us where we all are going through something. And I know that every one of you knows somebody who needs to be encouraged. So please share the podcast with a friend. Share the podcast with someone that you know need this word from the Lord. I am Elder Shanina Walker. And as always, I love you. Elder Michael love you, but God will always love you more. Until the next time, have a blessed day.